The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What's up, everybody? Believe. Welcome back to, uh, I believe, uh, episode 19. 18. 18. We getting there. Episode 18. Um, this week, I wanted to dive into an uh, interesting topic. Uh, it's a request that I've been getting from a few people, and it's something that I personally wanted to talk about with the viewers and uh, such. LSD in America, people. LSD. Yeah. Chip it, chip it. Peace and love, brothers. Peace and love. Peace and love. Make specifically, love, not uh, war. Speci- yeah. Make love, not war. Specifically the 60s, <laughs> which were a pivotal, pivotal fucking change in our history. In oh, our, yeah. In our time as a nation, you know, um, rapid, dramatic change in American culture, hardships of people, um, you know, come together as people in a trippy ass ride that our nation went through. <laughs> you know, so let's uh good old hippies, man. Let me just uh let me just remind some of the people what was going on during that time. I'll give you some um I'll give you some some things that were happening. So we had the Vietnam War going on. Uh the Beatles basically broke the music scene here and <laughs> had music by the f- the balls. Oh yeah. Um let me see. Uh what else was going on? They said a half a million people were in the Woodstock festival in 1969. <laughs> half a million people. 69, dude. 69, dude. We had Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walk on the moon. Hell yeah. Hell America. Yeah. And that was because of the Cold War era, like the race, the space war. You remember that? Oh, yeah. So we were basically going at it with, uh, I believe it was Russia or Soviet Union. It was Soviet Union at the time. Okay. Yeah, we were going against them in that. Um, Let me see. I got a little things written down here. We had the Cultural Revolution by Mao Zedong. Or that Chinese dude, you know, which purged traditional Chinese practices and ideas. And who can forget JFK assassination? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Only president for three right. years. I mean, it's crazy as hell. There's a lot of <laughs> conspiracy theories around that. <laughs> oh, there's so tons, you can, dude. you can dive into tons. that. Um, and last but not least, save the best for last, the MLK, I Have a Dream speech. Hell and yeah. uh, Lincoln Memorial, D.C., which had over 250,000 people. That shit still talks about today, dude, today. all these years later. Yep. Still. It's yep. wild. So, like, that that just gives you a little idea of what the fuck was going on during that time and what people were going through. Man, the 60s, man, that was packed with a ton of shit. There's a lot of shit going on back then. Jimi Hendrix on stage blowing acid. Not even that. Not even that. Just, like... Just like government wise too, like the wars going on, dude. You got people fucking 
you got the government trying to fucking get your ass in the army to go fight some war that you probably yep. don't want to even be in participate but like the draft was crazy bro the draft the whole idea of a draft yeah, that's is crazy. uh that's one thing i'm thankful they do not do anymore yeah because if you drafted my ass i'd be dead immediately did i know it yeah dude <laughs> i'm too i'm too fidgety man i would die immediately and it's crazy too because you think uh if you think about it, they probably didn't have like certain screenings that people are taking today. Like, you know what I mean? People are yeah, probably they, getting in. They got a lot more precautions now than they right. did back then. Yeah, back then they'd literally just let some guy off the street come and join up. Yeah, which is crazy. That was fucking nuts. Um, but that just goes to show you how much we needed people to like come together. Yeah, dude, and that's it's crazy because like the you know like Vietnam War and all that's uh. That was a big factor behind, like, the hippie movement and shit because they were all against that, you know what I mean? They they would protest that a lot, which... Well, the Mao Zedong thing, when I mentioned the Great Leap Forward, that shit didn't even work. So, that actually failed, and that brought mass starvation, 20 to 30 million people, if Jesus. people don't even fucking remember, and... uh yeah, so 20 to 30 million people died by 1961 over there, dude. Oh, uh, damn. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Um, but, that, again, that <laughs> that kind of puts you in the time frame of, like, that time, dude. It wasn't great. A lot of shit was going on yeah, at a fast a- time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um. Let me throw you guys into the origins of this stuff. You guys know where this stuff was created. Can you can you just give it a guess? By the government to control us? No. You uh, motherfuckers. I know. I think it was created like in China or somewhere. I looked it up. Okay. Well, Drew, you're super off. <laughs> um, so the origin of it was by some chemist in uh, Switzerland. Named Albert Hoffman. And uh, basically in 1938, he was messing around with some some certain like uh, mixtures of properties, whatever. And it was not until like five, four years later that psychedelic properties were found and whatever he was mixing up. Right. So, boom, you get somebody to mix up some some type of shit like this. The government already knows what the hell's going on, right? So they approach this guy. Then we get this thing called MK Ultra. MK fucking Ultra. Sean, if you want to let the people know what MK uh, Ultra was. Yeah, basically MK Ultra was uh this program that the government was involved in that they admitted to. Uh it was like kind of like a, a mind control program. They were trying to From develop the- ways to people control people like you know from the 50s to the 60s yeah and they and once they got once it was outed that they were doing this they literally came out and admitted that they were doing it like they told everybody like yeah we're doing it we're trying to make it work it's crazy that our government thought we could have like i mean it is i guess we can use it like i don't know it's just creepy like mind control yeah, I mean... Hypnosis, shock therapy. Yeah, with all shit like that, I mean, there's always, you know, there's always, like, a good and a bad to it. Like, I guess if done by the right people, MK Ultra could be, an, you know, it could be helpful. Mm-hmm. But 
most of the people that were working on that shit weren't doing it for good reasoning. Yeah. They were doing it with ulterior motives. Yo, yo Sean, you told me there was a crazy theory. Oh, yeah. There's a... It's funny that you brought up MKUltra because I literally just told Drew this the other day. He's about to dip in the hole, Mike. That, uh... Yeah, it's been to, yo, it that ties in with this one hole. of the uh, one of the theories behind, like you know Jim Jones and all that shit that happened, mm-hmm. was that he was a subject of the MK Ultra project. And that's so crazy because I was reading up information on this. His name was mentioned yeah. a few times. Yeah, because there was like uh, I think there was like a three or four month uh, point, like between him like starting his church and then before like Jonestown there was like three or four months in between where he kind of just disappeared right and yep. no one knew what happened to him and then he comes back rambling about how they need to they need to leave America because the government's after him and they need yep. to go to this compound where they're gonna be safe and, and then, he wasn't the only one making those claims either. oh no yeah there's tons of people which is crazy because if you think about it what if <laughs> you were kidnapped and fucking tested on or not even kidnapped what if you like volunteered not yeah. knowing you know what type of a I mean, you should be the one kind of at fault for that, but you got to look into it more. But yeah, who knows yeah. what they were telling this man? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So, like, just <laughs> I could just imagine, you know, getting dosed up with some kind of government drug, dude, and then getting thrown back into society. Yeah, do that. That, uh, obviously, I mean, with the MK Ultra Project and shit like that, like, the the little bit of tidbits we're mentioning here, that's just scratching the servers, man. Like, that whole yep. subject that goes so deep and there's so much detail to everything, and it's wild. It's honestly... We can we can save a, we can save an episode yeah, can, for I mean, MK an Ultra episode. episode. Ultra, I'm down. Let's go. Yeah, but, it's a wild episode, for sure. So, basically, when it became public in the 70s, uh, the scandal resulted in, like, mad lawsuits. Mad lawsuits oh, and yeah. uh, congressional investigation headed by uh, Senator Frank Church. So there was a big ass investigation on that. A lot of people, you know, got popped for it. A lot of scientists, and um, it's even more crazy because, you know, most of the people that got uh, caught with it, science teachers and whatnot, they got dismissed. You know, from these schools and whatnot. Most of them didn't get jail time, a lot of jail time, or even none. Yeah. What the fuck? They basically yes. just, they got a slap on the wrist, basically. And basically became symbols of the psychedelic drug hippie movement. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because a lot of people, like, embraced a lot of these scientists that, you know, got in trouble. You damn hippies. Damn hippies. But uh, we're going to jump to the music scene, though, real quick. Uh, oh, I actually got a, I got a, a little tidbit about music and yeah, psychedelics. Well, actually, I wanted to drop. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I believe the the Beatles were the first breakout band. When they, the Beatles were fucking huge during this time, dude. They're huge. Yeah, so like they, this was their rise. I'm talking. Yeah, about, I bet they, when they went in that studio, like you see Paul. Oh, I'm sure John Lennon was dipping his hands in psychedelics. Well, which man. is crazy sure. though. So. They had a fucking it's, song called Yellow Submarine. I mean, come on. So, yeah. So, it's influence on particularly, you know, the Western music scene, us, in the 60s were nuts. Um, a whole new wave of music was created from this, you know, trippy movement. Psychedelic. 
you know, we got influence such as Jimi Hendrix, Pink Floyd, The Doors, and yes, people, your Beatles were tripping. Oh, one hundred percent. The Beatles oh. were tripping. Don't think they were a goody good two shoe band, people. If you the guys motherfuckers had a song called "Come Follow the Walrus." Yep. You ain't making that shit from a sober mind. No way. So let me just give you guys with some little, <laughs> let me just hit you with a little info real quick. I'll let Sean take over. So psychedelic rock, because we got a lot of different psychedelic genres, psychedelic funk, psychedelic, you know, that a lot of things didn't evolve from until after psychedelic blues and psychedelic rock. So it's a style of rock music that materialized in the 60s that was influenced by, you know, dropping some acid. Oh, yeah. And marijuana. Or LSD or whatever. And basically, you would just drop it and go listen to a rock band concert. Stone ripped out of your mind. Yeah, just tripping balls, dude. And that would just, I guess that would make the experience even better. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the thing I wanted to mention was uh, when I was doing some... uh, research earlier on like hippie culture and shit because i know hippie culture and like psychedelics kind of hand in hand uh i found a piece of interesting thing from wikipedia uh the tradition of hippie festivals began in the united states in 1965 with ken casey's acid tests where the grateful dead played under the influence of lsd and initiated psychedelic jamming damn yeah right yeah, Grateful Dead is uh Yeah, they're they're huge around that time too. They're huge too. Yo, Jerry Lick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh you know what's actually kinda funny too is uh something that a lot of people might not know. I mean it it, it doesn't really have anything to do with like psychedelics, but it kind of has to do with like the hippie movement. Uh Charles Manson used the hippie movement as a way to recruit recruit women for his family, because yep. he would find these women who were vulnerable, because they're all you know they're all about the peace and love and that. So he'd find them vulnerable, and that's how he got women to join his family, yep. which eventually became the women that did his murdering for him. Yeah, which is that's crazy. Wild. This man had a whole ranch of just people fucking not working, not doing shit, just working on the ranch, basically dropping acid, fucking practicing whatever this motherfucker was preaching over there. Yo, craziest part is that he him he himself never even killed a single person. Yeah, he didn't. Everybody else killed for him. And he still fucking got locked up yep. for the rest of his life. Yeah, well, they, well, they Insane. think that he did kill one yeah, person, well. but they don't even have concrete evidence. Yeah, it's wild, dude. This man ended up getting married in jail and dying. Yeah, there's God, dude. There's so much. Even just like little shit like him, like Charlie Manson, dude. There was so much. Mm-hmm. Even just little shit happening behind the scenes during all of this, during the time when like psychedelics and shit were just first taking off. There was so yes. much going on at once. And I don't, I don't think people, I don't think people could grasp what was going on either. People that were taking it and people that were being affected by people that were taking it. What was that movie that uh what's the name Quentin Tarantino just dropped with Brad Pitt and uh Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, dude. Great film. Go check it out. As a it's really good uh it's a really good visual on how things were back in the back in this time, uh and how things were going. You know, it's kind of 
over eccentric with some things, you know, uh-huh. kind of a little bit over the top with some of the violence. But it's a movie. Definitely, uh, they definitely uh, depict depict uh, a lot of things that were going back on in that time. Word. It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But you know, stemming back to the two dudes who created this dude, um, basically, or not the dude dudes who created it, the two people that started the experiment the experiments in colleges. So Ooh, these boy. are the first two dudes to start this in the classrooms. At, um, we, at Harvard University as well. Yep. So this, yep, that's what I was going to mention. So we got Richard Alpert, an instructor, and Timothy Leary. Dr. Timothy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they started these trials between 60 and 62 through the Harvard Psilocybin Project. So uh, they administered psychedelics among, like, you know, certain students, you know, whatnot, mescaline, to understand their effects on people in the body, in the mind, whatnot. So one of the most famous trials were the Good Friday Experiment, which is uh, 10 students were given psilocybin and another 10 were given a placebo before a Good Friday service <laughs> in order to see if the drug... <laughs> could bring a mystical or spiritual experience, and it did. And it's crazy because I watched some of these videos with some of these students that dropped LSD, and, you know, they pick some students that were artists, some students that were music, you know, musical artists and whatnot. What really intrigued me were the painters. The painters came in, they painted whatever they did before they dropped acid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were all calm, collective. And, and the the artwork was very, I would say, structured. Like, it was, I don't even know how to put it, but structured is the best word that can describe it. Because you, it's like you, you plan for it, you know what you're doing, and you're putting it down on the canvas. Yeah. After he dropped the acid, though, it was more of a, it was more of like, Going with the motion. You know what I mean? And what he painted was a phenomenal, dude, and crazy, and he didn't even understand it. <laughs> so that just, like, that just kind of blew my mind right there. Yo, Mike, that's my kind of favorite kind of art right there, that cubism, surrealism right there. Yeah. Shit. If, because I'm kind of like an artist. I don't really tell you guys that because it was something I tell now because I'm an artist. I'm a cubism, surrealism. Okay. I don't I don't really know these drugs, but I just come up with the crazy ideas. Like like these people tripping on acid painting. Well yeah, dude. I mean, um it's a crazy experience, dude. Um you know, I can come on here and I'm twenty eight now, I'm about to be twenty nine. I lived through some things. I'm still young and growing. But when I was younger, a little you know, around like nineteen, twenty, I tried it. You know what I mean? crazy experience dude uh shout out to my boy you know living out in the west coast now i'm not gonna drop no names but definitely uh it's definitely an experience that you want to do that you're in a comfortable setting with um and you're in a comfortable like you're with somebody that you can be comfortable around you know yourself because if you're you're not you're gonna have a very bad trip um (laughs) I, I and I know everyone's different, but like when I tried it, 
we sat down and basically we started painting and I painted one of the best things I've ever painted. And I had some conversations with my boy that, you know, I mean, I'll remember to the end of my life, dude. Just when you take something like that, dude, you get a whole other, you got a whole other outlook on life and how you perceive life and how you take it in, dude. It's, it's crazy. Um, it definitely changes your life. I would say for the better. Yeah, from uh, that's actually funny that you put it that way because I was literally just about to say this. Uh, going back to the uh, Harvard study, I was just reading up here on the Wikipedia page about it, and uh-huh. they said uh, that at the end of the study, 95% of the students dis- declared that the experience had changed their lives for the better. Yeah, it's 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 weird to like it's weird to sit here and just try to tell you like how it like how it affects the mind and stuff without yeah. being affected by it. Like I, I, w- I could say it definitely, um, it brings you to a, it brings you to a point where like you can't be a liar to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's, it's impossible. Uh, a lot of things open up. Um, yeah, it's like, it's from a couple of people I've heard that have done before. They said it, they kind of like describe it as like, it's open, like a, a, door to like a whole new fucking kind of like experience you know what i mean yes and it's not it's not those fucking crazy oh i'm gonna see a whole bunch of different shapes and colors on the walls it's not like that or a pink elephant yeah or you're not gonna be hallucinating to the point where you see a midget on it it's not like that people so from what i experienced were the colors and vibrations from things and objects yeah so, like, if I went outside, everything was very, very vibrant. It was like I was looking through 1080 HD fucking sunglasses when I was, you know what I mean? So, like, everything's more enhanced, dude. Your your thinking's on point. Everything is sharp. Yeah. It's kind of nuts, man. Um, Yeah, I, uh, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to No, you're good. I haven't done it yeah, for, yeah. like, eight, ten years, so who knows how it is now. But, like, yeah. when I tried it, dude, it was very, uh eye-opening experience i uh i actually had a a little just like a little story i wanted to tell of somebody i know that did it i won't say their name because i didn't get permission from the tell it but i remember like when he told me about it him doing it and it was literally one of the funniest things i've ever heard in my life i couldn't stop laughing the first time he told me he said that he like he took like shrooms Mm -hmm. and he said he laid down on a bathroom floor in front of a little box heater for literally like six hours and he's like yeah i was just doodling shit on a notepad dude and like he showed me the notepad after and i'm like bro none of this shit makes any sense and he was like it made sense then bro i'm telling you <laughs> and i was like yo that's fucking wild like it it's insane to me that like see and like, that's see that's crazy because shroom's like it, that's straight fungus and like when you get into fungus it's it's even crazier because it's natural so it was show up as a drug test as food poison. I didn't even know that, but I wouldn't even. Why would you even drop anything like that before a drug test? Yeah, Drew. No, I'm just that saying. would fuck up your whole trip. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just. I'm just saying, like, like if there were like, if the people think you're suspicious, like if you think you're doing acid, LA, yeah, nah, I believe those get out of your system in like 24 yeah, hours, three days, like, or that. Damn, this I, dude uh, Drew knows, right? Yeah, I just, uh, real quick, I just wanted to, like, you know, kind of end the conversation on this. Yeah. 
on this uh, Harvard thing. Uh, Because I was still looking at it. I was reading a little bit more of it while you guys were talking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also found out that in 1961, Leary decided to orient the study towards, you know, whatever the fuck a word is. And the uh, he used it as a re- rehabilitation of inmates, and oh, it resulted and yeah, it resulted in inmates being able to visualize themselves in a cops and robbers game. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Heaven's boys really playing GTA in the pen. <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh, for anybody who's wondering, uh, I think they stopped. I think the program stopped in like what nine sixty two. I think it only ran for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Ended in March 1962, and that ended because uh, there was like a lot of controversy around it. Obviously, yeah, because a lot of a lot of the other professors at Harvard were th- were all convinced that these the guys that were running it were pretty much pressuring these college students into doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, at one point they told their graduate students like. Like, they set it up as, like, an actual class, like, yeah. basically telling them, like, oh, you have to pass this class to be able to graduate. Yeah. So that's how they were setting it up. Like, oh, you got to be a part of our experiment, and then we'll let you graduate. So there was tons of fucking, you know, there was tons of controversy around it, and it got, they stopped in 1962. But while I was researching shit about this, crazy enough... Some guy in 2020 started the program up again. <laughs> His name is uh, Roland Griffiths, a Ph.D. doctor. He's a professor in the Department of Psy- Psychi- Psychiatry and Neuroscience at John Hopkins University School of Medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's using it now. He's using psyos- what is it? psychocybin. <laughs> Psilocybin. <laughs> Psilocybin. LSD and other psychedelic drugs, uh, he's using them to try and find, like, try and make ailments for, like, uh, PTSD, anxiety, you know, get to get people off of, like, alcohol and tobacco dependency. So, like, it's crazy that, like, back then, I mean, I guess it's kind of different now because he's not really experimenting on students, but... Mm-hmm. It's crazy like that back then it was like there was tons of controversy around it. People were freaking out about it. And now this guy started it up again in 2020 and nobody gives a shit. But that could also be just because 2020 was a fuck clusterfuck. Well, it's it's crazy because they did they did prove that some of these properties in these hallucinogenics could help cure alcoholism. Yeah. PTSD, major depression, anxiety. Shit, sign me up, man. I got wicked PTSD. Like, so like, and that's that's with microdosing. So that's taking like a little at a time a day, and so people people do that today. Yeah. Um, some of our biggest influencers microdosed every day, dude, which is crazy. So it has some. Um, it does have some uh, positive properties to it if yeah. if it's you know responsibly you know taken. Yeah, and I uh, talking about like I wanted to make it like a, I wanted to you know bring it down a little bit, make it a little, the conversation a little lighter, not so crazy and shit. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up to like 
because you know obviously like you said there's a lot of people that we look up to that do shit like that i mean look literally anywhere you're gonna find at least three or four celebrities that have done shit like this yes and so i looked up try and find some stories about it mm-hmm. and i found an article that talks about like six different celebrity accounts of when they were on psychedelics and like what it did to them and uh the first one was uh sting you know sting the singer yes he uh he was on peyote when he helped a cow give birth <laughs> he was high cow? on peyote and he helped a cow give birth <clears throat> i can see that yeah he said he, <laughs> he he said he viewed his many psychedelic trips as a valuable experience yeah he said uh he recalled on a particular trip with his friend john gave him peyote a psychedelic naturally found in a type of cactus plant. Yeah, less. Which he'd never taken up until that point. Uh, Sting said he took the peyote at 11 a.m. while living on a farm, and after an undisclosed amount of time, the grass starts talking to me, and very quickly I enter this psychedelic realm. The trees are waving kind of musically at me, he continued. Then John approached him and asked Sting to help him assist a cow on the farm who was about to give birth. <laughs> so like this motherfucker was tripping on a farm and grass started talking to him and his buddy said, Hey, you want to help this cow give birth? And he's all high on peyote and he's like, Fuck yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let's play my music in the background with some silk ass sheets. <laughs> yeah, dude. Then uh here's another one, uh Sarah Silverman. Uh, she, she, when she said, she said when she went on her first psychedelic trip, she was in New York City where she was working at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was hanging out at a to-go restaurant with her comedian friends when she saw a hippie walk into the venue. And, uh, I guess he then offered, uh, he offered them some drugs. She said that she doesn't know exactly what it was, but he just put the shit on their tongue. <laughs> she said she started tripping 45 minutes later and apparently at some point during her trip she went to a homeless camp and just started touching homeless people's faces what the fuck I nah. think she, I think, hey bro I think she was on acid yeah she said uh, she said she got a cup of hot chocolate delivered to her table and when it came the foam and the whipped cream were like breathing she said it was too alive for her to drink it <laughs> so God, she tripped easy. balls that's crazy. Yeah, she tripped hard as fuck. And little little side note here, you know, um, Timothy Leary did a lecture at um, it was actually a lecture tour, dude. So a shitload of people, nineteen sixty nine, in the University of Buffalo. It's yeah. crazy. They got pictures of. Them I did not shit. know that. Yeah, actually. dude, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, here's a good one for you, just to prove to all you, uh, you know. You little, you know, goody goods out there mm-hmm. who think just, you know, the weird ones are tripping. Your queen, yep. you know, your queen, Princess Leia, yep. even she tripped on acid once. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. She said she uh, heard from, she heard about acid from John Belushi, obviously, of course. Who else are you going to hear it from? <laughs> but, uh. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. But she said she did acid once, and she ended up flashing a bunch of tourists as they're driving by. I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. so even your queen, your Star Wars queen, 
even she did acid once. So, you know, don't be out there thinking it's just the weird ones that do it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's tried that shit. Me, personally, I'll never try it because when I used to smoke weed, I used to get super paranoid on that. So I can't even imagine what I'd be like on anything else. So I'm just like, you know. Yep. It's probably better if I just stay far away from that. But, yeah. uh, yo, Drew. Yeah. Did you do the research I asked you to do? Man, I Is that what you've been Drew. waiting to do? Hit us up, Drew. Yo, um, my my first part is um, New York's uh, in New York State. Uh, a New York State a lawmaker is proposing to decriminalize uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, in the state. Oh, really? Assemblywoman uh, Linda, uh, don't want to say her last name. No, that's fine. Don't say it. Uh, introduced the reform the doc um, uh, pretty much the document on Monday. If it's a range state, uh, should be moved something. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, she's trying like she's trying to decriminalize uh, mushrooms out here. Nice, nice. All right, the next part is uh, I know we all video gamers. Mm-hmm. You ever play the game We Happy Few? Yeah, We that, Happy Few is a great game. That is a good game. Is uh, that stuff to do is joy. Hard as fuck. But. Fuck, yo, that game is hard, but it's it's cool as fuck. If yeah. you're if you're off joy, it's like you see everything being discussed in there. But as soon as you're on joy, it's like LSD. Everything be so happy with you. Like, yeah, they try to they tried to uh, they try to recreate what was going. I like that game. That I game too. is interesting. As soon as you beat the first part, there's like three parts of that game. You play as Arthur, you play as that girl, then you play some other guy. Yeah. <clears throat> then the uh, second game, because we're talking about this, is uh, Far, Far Cry 5. We got to go to, uh, who is it, Faith's Faith part? Uh-huh. Uh, Faith, we, it's called uh, Blisk. Is it, is it Huru Jessica? Yes. Yeah, that shit was tripping when you try to, because you thought you'd find a big-ass bear, you want him fucking f- killing somebody. Holy shit, it was a fucking crazy thing. It's an interesting game. We happy few. I think it's it's I think it's free right now actually, dude. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy too to like you know, get an idea of like what like how different media's portray kind of like psychedelics in a way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you watch movies where like you know, people are doing shit like that. It's crazy to see how like it makes you think like these people that are making these movies and what they let you see on the screen when somebody does psychedelics in the movie, those people have had to have probably done it at least once in their life to be able to know what it looks like. A thousand percent. Yeah. Because I see some visuals in some movies, dude, and I'm like, yo, the producer was definitely high at some point yeah, in his it's, life. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's like a cool thing, too, is like to also see like uh, how it's portrayed in like other like forms of media. It's It's cool like that with pretty much anything. It's always cool to see how... Something is portrayed in like different types, you know what I mean? Yes. So I mean, I'm so I'm happy you brought up that game, Drew. Just you know, give us a little bit of an idea of how like it's portrayed in like the video game world. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> so it's kind of crazy how we're like still somewhat mentioning this stuff in 2021 when uh, it was created or originated in the 40s. 
You know what I mean, dude? And it's dude, it's still a hot topic. Still, all these years later. It is. Um our grandparents, dude, uh a lot of our doctors that we you know went through these times and experienced some of this stuff, you know. They had a uh, a large range of people who did this stuff back in those days. Uh even people who were, you know, those blue collar workers, uh office workers. I mean, I feel like back then it I feel like you'd have a shorter list of talking about like who wasn't doing it back then. Right. I'm sure almost everybody at least tried it once back then. Right. Cuz it was like it was so like I don't like I don't really know how to like explain it, but like, it was like everywhere pretty much. Widely you couldn't really accepted. escape from it. Yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah. It was like huge there wasn't really a lot of pushback then when it was. Well, it was it was either a widely accepted or b highly frowned upon from like you know law enforcement things like that. Church going folk. Yeah, yeah. Um, because well, I mean they they frown upon pretty much everything. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I uh, yesterday or earlier today maybe. I asked Drew to look something up for me because I didn't have a chance to. Mm-hmm. And because I was at work today, I just thought about it today. Yeah. But uh, I just looked it up real quick while he was talking. I wanted to get into a little bit of a crazy story because I know there's tons of wild ones out there in this subject. Uh-huh. Of, like, people taking, tripping like this, dude. Millions seeing of fucking stories. aliens and shit, dude. Yeah. I know there's fucking millions out there. Are you talking about Tom But, DeLong? of course, as soon as I look up, as soon as I type this shit into Google, the first one that comes up, is involving the conspiracy king, fucking Alex Jones, of course. Yep. Of course. Apparently, I didn't know this because I haven't... I Maybe I did watch this, or I listened to his episode, I just can't remember. But when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, I guess he was talking about... Apparently, he said there's a deep state government program based in San Francisco through which rogue intelligence agents take massive doses of psychedelics like DMT and uh, ayahuasca in order to engage in intergalactic ayahuasca ayahuasca okay to engage in intergalactic diplomacy so basically this motherfucker is saying that they use the government (laughs) we we have government agents that use psychedelics to talk with aliens basically to set up meetings with aliens and shit like, of course, this fucking dude, of course it's going to be this dude of all people that says this shit, but, like... Hey, man, I mean, sometimes it, I believe him. You know what? Sometimes some of this sh- He did, uh, I don't know, maybe it was Joe Rogan's podcast. I, mean, I know he talked about it somewhere. He did a little segment about how he tried to sneak into Bohemian Grove. He did sneak. Or he did sneak into yeah, Bohemian dude. Grove. That shit I believe, Mom, because I've done a lot of research about Bohemian Grove, and it's fucking wild. So, There's some wild shit that happens there. So my thing with that, yes, I believe they do get together, and yes, I believe they do weird shit, but I don't think they sacrifice human beings. Oh, I don't think so, that goes that far. But. Nah, but they do use human-sized dummies. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, I don't think it goes as far as, like, sacrificing... Yeah, but they do recreate, like... Oh, yeah, 100%. Which is fucking nuts. It's like a... It's kind of like, you know, it's basically like a cult for them. Yeah. Like, they meet up, and yeah. you'd be you'd be surprised, man, the kind of people that have they have said have attended yeah, these Yeah, high-profile people. You, yeah, you'd be very surprised. Now, what if these people are given LSD at the door entrance? 
I was like, only way you come in, you pop this LSD, or you're not coming in. It's crazy. And then we're going to burn this dummy alive. Yeah, there's a... I mean, that's... That alone is like a whole other episode, too, because Bohemian Grove's fucking wild, man. There's so much shit that goes with that. Because, like, you talk about Bohemian Grove, then you could talk about the Franklin cover-up, which is fucking huge, which is one of my favorite topics. But for an episode like that, it would have to be, like... That kind of thing would have to take... That would take time to set up because there's so much fucking shit that goes into it. Yeah, 100%. But, like, yeah, basically, I just... I brought up Alex Jones for the sole reason because I wanted to find a story about somebody talking about how they tripped balls and they seen fucking aliens because I know there's tons. Yep. yep. And I'm sure there's probably even crazier ones out there somewhere. I yep. just didn't have the time to research it because I forgot. You know what guy uh, looked like he does drugs? Like, probably does drugs? Is that guy in uh, Ancient Aliens? Oh, the, the, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. Yeah. That guy 100% does drugs. With the crazy hair. Oh, yeah, 100%. That is dude to strip balls more than once, 100%. I watched him on the uh, on the Action Bronson show when they would watch. He's you know, fucking that. wild. Yeah, that, that show is crazy. I definitely think that dude dropped some kind of drugs in his days, man. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised, dude. But then again, he's like a scientist. Yeah, dude, do you know how many scientists are probably doing it, dude? But, yeah, dude, it's uh, it's crazy that... You know, the like the whole psychedelic movement and, you know, how like psychedelics played such a big part in like the hippie movement. And, you know, I mean, it's crazy like how everything branches off. You know what I mean? Like it starts at one place and then it branches off into a hundred different things. It's wild. Yes. Because then you could talk about the hippie movement and then the hippie movement, you could talk about fucking Charlie Manson. And yep. Yep. it's like, it's crazy, dude. And you know fucking Woodstock, you know him for dropping ass in Woodstock, dude. Oh, dude. Peace and love and Woodstock just was... making out random ass people just fucking right there in the field. Like I said, dude, a half a million people at a fucking festival. A half a million people. Can you imagine a half a million people walking around tripping? Yo, honestly, I kind of want to go to a fucking music festival. I just want to make out with a white chick with dreads, bro. That's oh, my no, dream, I don't dude. I want to do that. I want to have my tongue deep in her mouth. I dude. feel like that would be a little dirty. Yo, the years ago, this dude that me and Drew used to hang out with, that doesn't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. We all of us used to always talk about how we were going to go to fucking Tomorrowland together. Oh, my God. And if you guys don't know what Tomorrowland is, it's fucking insane. It happens like... So, what, like... What ha- year? Yeah, where's it? It's like... They usually know. do that out in, like, Colorado and... No, 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 no. No, no, this is like the like the European one. The oh! Yeah, like the huge one. Oh, where, like, there's that. probably a hat. It's probably like a mini Woodstock, or probably it might even be bigger than Woodstock. Yeah, it goes on for like three weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, just straight, fuck, bro. or three days, or yeah. Some people shit. just go there, drop drugs, dude, and just fucking trip the whole weekend, dude. So the that it's scene insane. is definitely heavy in Europe. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think people try to make it a big scene over here. Um, I got a few people who go to festivals and whatnot still here. I always wanted to go to one of those music festivals. I heard they're badass. I heard even if you don't do drugs, they're still fucking sick. Yeah, I would go and not want to try any drugs. Right? Like, what are those people? What's that one that people go to around here? What's it called? I forgot what it's fucking called. It's big. It's a huge one. It's a huge music festival. People dress up for it and shit. You tell me EDM? Yeah, it's like the huge Oh, Burn Man. No, it's a... Burn Man. No, Drew, it's not Burning Man. It's something else. I know what you're talking about, Yeah, I just can't think of the name. It's like Lost World or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It is Lost Worlds. 
Yeah, it's because they bring yeah. like dinosaur fucking big ass yeah, dinosaurs yeah. out. Girls like dress up and shit and fucking yeah, it's wild, dude. Yeah, you would definitely have a good time. I want to go to one of those shits, dude. I feel like it smells there. It smells like fucking. Just, <laughs> it smells like regret, dude. Yeah, it smells like a whole bunch of regret. What if we're there, dude, and we just party and we just see an alien just chilling? Jam just it like, out. What's up, guys? I come Jam here every year to the fucking music. You guys want to get on my UFO and come home with me? I'd be like, take me right now, bro. I'm here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, this is uh, I'm happy we did this. this is a yeah, dude. I'm, I was hyped. Hell yeah, I'm glad I got to t- we got to talk about this shit. Um, yeah, dude. Like I, uh, I said, uh, we I love getting ideas from people. Uh, you know. I love having the viewers interact more with us and stuff like that. So if you guys have anything you want us to discuss, let us know. You know, we're always available. Hit us up in our messenger, you know, shoot us a message. Yeah, we, uh, I wanted to let you guys know just so people kind of had an idea of the concept moving forward. What we were doing, yeah. Yeah, moving forward. Uh, that meeting we had last week, we talked about it and from like, this, we're going to do things like now is like each week. One of us is going to pick a topic, and it's going to be our week, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be all three of us still talking like we did today, but that one person whose week it is is going to pick the topic that we talk about. So, like, this week, Mike wanted to do psychedelics. And me. And then next week, Drew's got something. Don't tell him. Let him keep it a secret. Yes, Drew's got sir. something he wants to talk about. Busting out of his lips right now. And then, for episode 20, I'm hyped. I didn't even realize it was going to be episode 20, but I'm hyped. It's my episode, and I got a local story that I want to talk about that I'm hyped about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's creepy season. Creepy yeah, season. dude. Spooky, so, baby. So, yeah, that's the. That's basically the... That's how things are going to start moving forward. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to do, you know, like week to week. But uh, I'm pretty hyped about it, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, exciting. like Mike said, if you if there's like a topic or something you guys want us to talk about, let us know, man. You know, we can do the research. We can talk about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You just, I mean, obviously you guys know the one thing I will not talk about ever. So don't want to bring it up again, Fiden. Because it's never going to happen. Ever. Shut the fuck up. That's my trigger word. Don't talk about that. But, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and like I said, if uh, if I miss anything on this uh, point, definitely hit me up, you know. Yeah, School man. me on some things, you know. Yeah, and if anybody that listens to this has their own personal experience with psychedelics, uh, let us know. Post that shit in the group. Do we want to hear about all your stories? Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely shit. I love story. hearing that shit. Um but we're gonna Drew, you got anything? Yeah, Drew. Yeah, um my last my last remark. Oregon on February first, two twenty one, uh-huh. Oregon became the first state to the first day in the USA to, to legalize every drug. No, to decriminalize uh, the possession of small quantities of liquid drugs. Hell yeah! Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Hey man, maybe we're maybe yep. we're heading towards a new day. Yo, new day and yo, age. You know what that means for Oregon? We're going. We're going to a music festival. <sighs> we're going to do all kinds of drugs. Nah. You guys are gonna be dropping acid. I'm gonna be dropping a Tylenol. Pretending <laughs> nah, nah. it's acid. We gotta go see Danny while we're up that way. Oh, he's going to be there partying with us, too. He's talking about... Hey, man. We're going to put him in a woman's costume, though. <laughs> We're going to make him dress up like a woman, wear a bikini and shit. You hear that dirt scheme? Yeah. Dirt scheme. Sucker. Sucker. But, uh, yeah, this... Thank you, for guys, for uh, 
tuning in this week. Very exciting episode. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. Hyped for you guys to hear what we got coming, man. Yes, sir. We got some good shit lined up. Yes, sir. I know Drew over here is wetting his pants how excited he is for next week. So <laughs> You'll get a little taste of uh, Drew getting excited next week. Yes, sir. We'll have to keep a pillow on his lap because I'm sure he's going to be hard the whole time. And um, actually, let me... um. I'm going to give you guys a little link to my cousin who's making all this Bills attire for people. I know you got some, I know there's some Bills heads listening right now. So let me link you into my cousin's uh, clothing. He makes uh makes a whole bunch of Bills attire stuff um, from lampshades to fucking shirts to, to freaking, you know, coffee pot holders, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, one second. Hell yeah. Let me just, uh, I should have had this up already. I'm, That's I'm all right, man. Take your time. You're good. You're good. But, yeah. uh, let me see. I guess research starts now, man. For <laughs> nah, here it goes right here. Here we go, right here. <laughs> it's called A2V. A2V. Projects. Yeah, dude, send me the link. We put, I'll post it up in the group, or you could post it up in the group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my cousin Adrian and Vincentette. Vincentette, they uh, they do custom work, custom shirts, hoodies, and stuff, whatnot. Uh, a lot of Bills Mafia attires. Hell so, yeah, Bills, Bills Mafia. Mafia. Hit them up. Can you smell what the Bills are cooking? I guess. Oh, we're cooking. I'm cooking a fire um, right now. We're cooking. A2V projects. So. Shut the fuck. Go on Facebook and hit them up if you need any custom work done. Doesn't specifically have to be Buffalo attire, but it's just a lot cooler if it is. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, guys, appreciate you tuning in. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll be back next week with some fire. Yes, sir. Fire. Take it easy, losers. Fire.